Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. How are you doing? I'm with Gavin Timms. Gavin, what's going on? Hey, Joe. How are you doing, guys? Hi. Awesome. So listen, this is a special coaching call that we're doing with Gary Proctor. Gary's one of our clients and uh, was just here in St. Louis for a small little mastermind we did a mm -hmm. few days ago. It was really awesome having you here, Gary. Thank you. What Gavin and I like to do here is uh, take some of our coaching clients on the phone and uh, let's actually do a coaching call with Gary and publish it live because I think that, I don't think, I know that something we say here is going to be helpful to some of you as well. And some of you can apply what you're going to be hearing from Gary. Gary may be struggling with the same things that you're struggling with, or maybe you never thought of something that Gary is asking and you think, oh, that's, that's a good idea. Why didn't I think of that? I need to do that too. Does that make sense? So uh, with that, we're going to get right into this. Let me first say this real quick first. If you want to apply to work with me and Gavin, just go to the simple website I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you two websites. You can go apply at coachjoe.net, coachjoe.net, or you can also go to a case study that Gavin and I did where we talked about how we did a bunch of deals in a couple months. And if you go to virtualcasestudy.com, you can get that information, virtualcasestudy.com or coachjoe.net. So with that, Gary, how are you, sir? Great, great. How are you, Joe? Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, and where do you live right now? Sure. Uh, my background, I'm in uh, western New York, uh, Buffalo, New York, uh, originally from a small town just south of here, about 75 miles, uh, Jamestown, New York, and uh, just got my start in real estate probably 2004, uh, started doing some creative real estate and uh, has just grown from there. Quickly grew my rental business from nothing to 80 doors uh, in no time and hated every second of it. Hated the rental business, uh, total, oh man, bottom of the barrel tenants. It was gut-wrenching, gut horrible, and uh, got out of that, moved up to Buffalo, and got more into the lease option side of it. And uh, so far, so good on that. Uh, much easier. Uh, the profit margins are way higher. Uh, I'm really liking the direction I'm taking the business. And uh, uh, you guys have catapulted me to a, a new stratosphere here for sure. So I love it. Love to hear that. Love awesome. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit real quickly about the lease options you have been doing. And you have a different kind of... Um, cool, creative way to do it. Sometimes you buy the property and you sell them on lease options. Is that yeah. Right? The majority of them that I've done so far have been that way. Um, I, I got this REI simple set up from you and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit, but, uh, uh, but what I, what I'm finding is I'm getting a lot of wholesale deals. I originally got it just to do lease options and do the sandwich lease options. Well, I'm coming across so many wholesale deals that it doesn't make sense to pass them up. Um, yeah, I was trying to be laser focused just on uh, lease options, but, uh, instead of getting, uh, you know, passing by those, those deals, I started buying them. So I brought in a private lender. Uh, we would buy the deals. I'd rehab them lightly if needed. 
Uh, and then I'd sell them with a lease with an option. Uh, in the meantime, I'd go to a bank and get financing on these properties, cash them out, pay off my private lender, and do it all over again. It creates a cash flowing property and front end payday, uh, cash flow, and hopefully a big back end payday as well. Oh, I love it. I like the fact that you're you're being more open to different strategies, right? It's not just one thing and one thing only, although it's, that it does have its place. Right. Especially if people are just getting started, but you've got some experience now. You're more open to, you have more opportunities when you can do more creative type of deals, right? Sure. Absolutely. So. Cool. Well, Gary, what would you like help with? What is a challenge or something that you would like some advice about? Well, Probably my biggest issue and has been forever is the talking to the sellers. You know, it just always seems like I end up with something better to do than talk to the sellers, <laughs> even though I know that's the most important thing to do. Uh, I, I can relate. I don't know how I do it, but I can waste an entire day not talking to a seller. But it, so I don't know. I don't know what I have to do to get on the phone uh, or make myself get on the phone. When, when I do get on the phone, I, I kind of enjoy it. I just don't know what my, I don't know what my issue is. So, so I guess that's my main, uh, my main concern. If I could just start talking to those five or six sellers a day, I know I could take this to a whole new level from even where I'm at now. Well, I can totally relate. And the struggle is real, Gary. I know. <laughs> the struggle the struggle is real. And for some people, man, they just love talking on the phone and talking to sellers. But if you're like most people, you don't. Right. You struggle with it. Gavin, what what uh, what say you? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm all about the phone, right? Um, and, well, firstly, you've come a long way, right, from not being on the phone. And you know and how much it impacts when you actually get over the fear of that, right? Right. I think for most people, you have to think about, well, why don't I want to get on the phone? Um, and I'd put you in the category of you're a super nice guy, okay? Thank you. And I would say that you're a type of person, just from knowing you, that you like to, you know, you like to please everyone and you want to come across as everyone wants to like you. You just got that personality. Does that make yep. sense? Yeah, Not that you're crying for attention. I'm not saying that. Just like you want to be liked, right? Everyone right. loves Gary. You just everyone likes you. And I think when the the fear of getting on the phone with sellers is, not everyone's going to like you. That's right? true. And fear people, of rejection. Fear of rejection. Okay. So I think when you analyze, okay, that's what it is. Then we need to hit that head on and get over that fear. Because so how can we do that? We can look at well, what's the worst case that can happen, right? On the phone, the way that I used to do it is I have a, if you've got an iPhone, you have a red button that you can hit at any time and put the phone down, right? So I'm in control, number one. Um, and you know that there's cool people out there to speak to, and you can relate to these people. And when you get on the phone, okay, you do like it when the conversation is going well, right? Right, I do. And, and I can, one thing, I've not had many people go off. If you can control the conversation, when someone um, is going to go crazy because of something. You just need to agree with them and agree with them and agree with them. Because as soon as you can get them calm, now you can have a conversation. So why are you texting me or whatever the problem is? Go, yeah, sorry, I shouldn't have texted you. 
and then they'll probably go more crazy. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have messaged you. I apologize. It won't happen again. Now we're calm. But let me ask you this. While I have got you on, you don't have a property that you might be interested in selling. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm just trying to buy one in the area. I obviously upset you. You know, I'll take you off the list. But do you know anyone that's selling? And when you approach it like that, it's normally, well, no, I don't have one. And I get all these calls. And then I agree again. Yeah, it's so frustrating. People messaging you and calling you all the time. You know, just agree with them, right? Because if you can relate and just calm them down, you can then actually get over over the point that you want, okay? Yep. And, and I think, like I said, just that the, when you get over that and start to do it, I mean, you started wrapping deals up more and more, and you weren't even hitting your full target that you wanted to do. I'm not even close, not even remotely close. And you were still doing deals, though, when you actually right. got, you know, got, got over that. And I think that's, that, that's, the, that's the fear of it. And if you can eliminate the fear to the worst case, the worst case is you put the phone down and you label them as do not call. Right. Worst right. case scenario. Right? I think maybe uh, even looking at in REI Simple, you can see the text conversation going back and forth with my VA. Yeah. And uh, people are mean. I mean, they're mean. So oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, man. You know, so I, all of a sudden I'm like, that's, that's the person that's going to be on the phone with me. And, uh, so I think I kind of get apprehensive because of that. But when I do call people nine times out of 10, if, if not more, they're, they're totally fine to talk to. So I just got to get over it. I think it's just a psychological hump that I've got to get over. Yeah. And I think as you start to do it more, right, you just have to break it down. You haven't got to go and start getting overwhelmed, making 20 calls a day you know, just try and hit five a day. Right. 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 And, and, and then it gets better. It definitely gets better to the right. point when you don't even care anymore, but it's not, you're not going to change. I can't just tell you just to just pick up the phone, Gary. That's not just enough. Start, just, <laughs> just start, start liking it, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Just start liking it. Just get on with it, Gary. Like yeah. it's going to take time to get there. Right. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be awful. You don't want to do it, but you do it. And then, but it will get better to the point when you don't even care. Right. Right. So, Hey, quick question. Like, uh, so, so I start making calls and I'm making, I'm making, uh, just a handful of calls and they're, they're leading to good leads. So a lot of times I may, I'm even having trouble keeping track of the handful of leads I'm getting. But one of the things that I'm running into is like, I've got a great deal on the hook. Haven't got it under contract. He keeps saying he's got he's going to his attorney and he's getting his payoff notice for the uh, for the house. How often should I bug somebody like that? Do I push him away by texting him three, four times a week? Should I be texting him every day till I get that under contract? Should I lay off him a little bit? Uh, well, how how's the conversation kind of left? Like, what was his next move? He needed to get to the attorney and talk to the attorney, find out. Um, exactly what his expenses are going to be. Uh, needed to find out his exact payoff. He's relatively motivated, doesn't live there. His kids live there and are barely paying any rent. Uh, the house is in disrepair. Did you give him any timeline? I did not. So the I first did. thing I would have done is, hey, Ted, Gary, can you get it? I know this is a, you know, what about by like three o'clock tomorrow? Do you think you can go and see the attorney and get the information by three tomorrow? Okay, give them give them a little bit give of a, a timeline. Okay. So when you follow up, deadlines. Deadlines are key, right? And the, what I always used to do 
with my sellers, okay, and this is a, an inside way of not hassling them, I say, right, I'm going to send you over the contract. If I couldn't do it then and then, then and there, and get on with them, that's what I prefer to do, I would say, I'm going to send you over the contract. I want you to text me to say that you've received it. Okay. Okay? And if I don't get a text, I'm going to be reaching back out to you. Is that okay? And they'll say, yeah, that's fine. So if they don't text, guess what's happening? I'm calling them because I've already positioned myself for what's going to happen. But everything that you do in this business needs to be short deadlines. Not next week, not Monday. If it's Monday now, not a week, we need days. Okay. All right. So I think that's my mistake is I'm, I, it's open-ended on my oh, side. Oh, yeah. It's forever. I mean, yeah. it could be December. Here, here's one of the problems with that. Sometimes the sellers just don't know how to say no. And that's so true. They'll, they'll tell you they want to do a deal. They'll sign the contract just to get you off the phone, uh-huh. just, to, just so that you, you'll go away. You yeah. got to pull back and pull away. Give them some deadlines. What I like to do is give them two options. You want to meet, talk again tonight at 6 or tomorrow at 9 a.m.? Okay. Right. And then um, if you're going to give them a contract or something, it could be where you just schedule a time with them. Say, listen, if I send you this contract and you look at it, um, I want to make sure I'm not wasting your time. Are you going to be able to give me a yes or a no? Because I'm not going to send it to you if you're just going to say I need to think about it. Right. It's like, just tell me no now. I don't want to waste your time. I put it on them. I don't want to waste your time. But then you get that deadline. You get them to commit to a yes or a no and a time when they can get that back to you. And it could just be, Gary, you send them the contract, schedule a time mm-hmm. to walk through the contract over the phone. Okay. Um, one time, uh, Gavin, I think this was in Jacksonville, we had a seller willing to do a deal, and they had some questions or reservations. So Gavin offered to just walk through the contract with them on the phone, but they couldn't know how to do that. So he recorded himself on video, yep. walking through the contract using something like Screencast-O-Matic or Jing, and then sent that video to them with a deadline to, okay, and, and explained it, and that helped them so much. They understood the contract, and they got it signed. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Because yeah. it could be, okay, let's talk again tonight at 6 o'clock. Then you, get, you can do a Zoom with them or a Skype, whatever that maybe they're comfortable with, or, and then they do an electronic signature with REI Simple, right? So you can send them the contract, walk them through the contract, walk them through how to sign it if they have questions on how to do that. Okay. And uh, the other thing I like to do, a good way to give them a deadline is to schedule a time for a notary, a mobile notary to go to their house. Mm. It doesn't have to be like these contracts don't have to be notarized, but that's a good way to get them to commit to sign something. Okay. So listen, I can get a notary over to your house in two hours, like at 2.30 today. And then you can, you know, it may not be two hours, but right. you go, one of the websites we like to use is um, nssnotary.com, NSS, um, I'm not sure what it stands for, National Safety Security Notary.com, okay? Okay. <laughs> nssnotary.com, and uh, they can find nationwide mobile notaries for you. It'll cost 25 50 maybe 100 bucks, but... Mm-hmm. The more expensive it is, then you can have them maybe take pictures for you also while they're there. But um, get a mobile notary there. The mobile notary, make sure when you do that, the mobile notary has your cell phone number with a special alert on it that sounds like fire alarm <laughs> ringer on your phone so that you know if that notary is calling you. The seller's there. There's a problem with the name, the spelled name. It's not spelled right or they have a question. And you need to get on the phone and answer that. But Okay. 
That helps with the deadline. Then the seller knows, oh, crap. Like, no, I don't really want to say yes right now. I'm just trying to get you off the phone. And then you can go deeper into their objections that they might have or questions. Make sense? Right, right. That makes total sense. So, yeah, I'd love to get that one under contract. And I think by pulling back, it's it's way counterintuitive to me. So it feels like I'm going to lose a deal, but it just seems like everything you guys say that it, that it works. Tony, it's could, the best thing that you'll do. They don't and have and if, it doesn't, if it doesn't work, that's great because now you have a no. Yes. Like you yeah, know yeah. they don't want to do it. Yep, no, I'm not wasting my time. So everybody and wins. You, Go ahead, yeah. Kevin. And when you do a deadline, that's the, other, the cool thing. When you give them a deadline, if you get any pushback, you know that they don't want to sign it. Okay. So they know, oh, well, uh, yeah, I'll get to it at some point this week. It's not obviously a priority. So then you're going, look, it sounds like this isn't going to work. Yeah. You know, I get a feeling that this is probably not right for you. So, you know, let's let, you know, let's not bother doing it. And, and I'm pulling away and I want the chase. Because the good thing is if we say no and we're like, I never look at it and go, oh, no, he said no. I've, I just follow back up. Yeah. Yeah. I can put him on the follow up and maybe, maybe 30 days or 60 days from now, it's a different story. Exactly. Okay. I would still send him an offer in the mail. Yeah. Right. But then follow up every 30 days. Yeah. Or more, depending on how hot the lead is. We did a verbal offer and he kind of accepted it over the phone. So I thought he was going to be all over it, but that's been about two weeks now. And uh, he just keeps yeah. saying he's going to the attorney. But so I'm, I'm thinking it's more so uh, not a deal. He has a hard time saying no to people. Yeah, could be. It could just yeah. be that. So yep. continue to follow up. But I like what Gavin is saying. Pull away. Mm-hmm. Stop chasing him. Because, you know, like the harder you chase them, the faster they'll run. Yeah. I want to send one more message to him saying, listen, sounds to me like you're not interested. That's totally fine. Um, if I don't hear from you in the next 10 hours, 12 hours, you know, I'm going to have to take away my offer. Yeah. Because yep. I get, I don't know. The, yeah. The other thing you could do again is you could call him and just say, look, it sounds, I've been thinking about it. You know, this probably isn't going to work. You're going to pull away and it's no problem because I've actually got another deal that I'm going to look at very similar to yours. Um, so I don't have to buy yours. It's, it's no problem. So you're going to create that, oh, someone else might. You might buy someone else's house. You yeah. might get him to trigger. Say, all right, and obviously enough, I'm just going to do it. Because that's yeah. what you want. Or all right, good. good. All right? Yeah. Let us know how that goes. I think. All right, should. I will. I'm looking forward to that one. That one could be a massive deal if it comes through. So I'm a little anxious about it, and I, I'm probably coming off as yeah. two anxious. Oh, don't be motivated buyer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I, I try not to be motivated. I'm taking your advice, but uh, deep down, I want this house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> so, You've got to come off like you don't care. There's tons of house and you're inside. You're thinking, please sign this piece of paper. Yeah. You can't let on to that. Yeah. They yeah. smell that it's a deal, then they're going to counter you and they're going to yeah. go on more money. Yeah. Gary, this, is, this leads to another issue of like, You've got to be doing, make sure you're doing enough marketing that you've got so many leads coming through the pipeline. It's like, you know what? You've, you've removed yourself from the outcome when you're talking to sellers. You remove yourself from the outcome. You become the disinterested buyer, the reluctant buyer, where they need to convince you that you should buy their house. But you've got so many leads coming in in your pipeline, right? You're like, you know what? If this one doesn't work out, that's fine. I'll follow up with them later. I've got five more s- sellers to talk to today. Yeah. That, you know, I actually use that kind of in the beginning because uh, 
Um, when people call me, I, I've been trying to answer the phone more and more when people do call. And uh, I'm totally blind when they call. I have no idea who it is. And uh, so I come off pretty, pretty stupid, to be honest with you. I'm like, oh, my God, who is this? Oh, you know, I can't think of who it is because I really can't. I have no idea who it is. And they try to tell me the lead. And I'm like, all right, I'm not sure. I'm just dealing with a lot of houses. So uh, let me see if I can find it while we're talking. So it almost, to me, it almost seems like I've got plenty of leads to them. You know, maybe they should try to sell me on the house. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think that's such a bad thing that I'm not that organized that I know who's calling me. Oh, yeah. In fact, yeah. Um, I forget who it was. I was working with somebody recently. They get so many leads coming in. They, uh, well, they're spending $7,500, $100,000 a month on marketing, right? Mm. And the leads, they get a ton of hangups. And the sales guys are on the phone all day. They don't even get to waste the time listening to the voicemails, right? If they called in, whether they left a voicemail or hang up or whatever, they're calling them back immediately and starting to talk right away. You know, hey, we saw that you called a few minutes ago. Do you, might, do you have a few minutes? Can, you, can I talk to you about your house? Yeah. And boom, they're right into it, you know? Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, if they ask things like, well, what, you know, you said you're interested in my house. What do you want to offer for it? Again, pull back and say, oh, well. I don't know. I've, I've been calling and talking to a ton of people. We're looking to buy a couple houses in the area. Do you have a property that you need to sell or am I just wasting your time? Okay. That's great. That's good. Because a lot of times uh, what I found myself doing was getting into REI simple, which I know I'm not supposed to be in there. That's, that's for my VA. My VA would attach like the prop stream thing. Oh no. Uh, so now I see what property I'm calling on and I can no. see the comps and I, like, oh my God, you know, so the so next thing you know, the whole day is gone and I've only talked to one seller or, you know, or whatever, you know, but yeah, uh, I, I can waste time without calling the seller. You, you don't even know if they need to sell their house or I what know. their situation is. Like, I know. you shouldn't even care about the house at all. Yep. You know, you shouldn't care about the house at all. You're looking for motivation. You know, uh, I think it was Tom Kroll that says, we need, you're not a deal maker, you're a deal finder. Yeah. Right. Yep. So you're just out there trying to find deals. And uh, I would encourage you, and you already know this, but stop looking at the details on the property. Stop looking at the Zillow link. Stop looking at PropStream. Just call them and talk to them. And, and, and it's okay to plead ignorance. Yeah. Yep. I'm finding that out for sure. And I, I really kind of like the direction that that's going. And you remember that call that we do? We do it all the time with Claude Diamond, that cold call. You know, he's like, yeah. how did I get your number? I like. <laughs> My hair even looks like call. this right now, right? His hair's all messy. Like, how, how did I get your number? I'm a little embarrassed right now. Like, is it about real estate? And you just get them to start, because you're the one asking the questions. Yeah. Yeah, I think he asked something like 31 questions during that, uh, yeah. during that call. It was a crazy amount of questions. And he yeah. got to where he needed to be on that call. Yeah. So it's you asking them questions, getting them to sell you on their house. Yeah. Because um, I think one of the reasons why maybe you don't look looking forward to being on the phone is because you're spending way too much time on the phone with these sellers and it's exhausting. It's like, man, yesterday I, I talked to two sellers or one seller and, and it, it sucked up a whole hour of my day. But um, if you can try to keep those initial calls, like intentionally try to keep them under three to five minutes. Yeah, I think you came up with a good uh, scenario where, where you've got another student of yours that does that that he purposely says he's going into a meeting, even though he's probably sitting in his pajamas at home 
and yeah. says, man, I've got, I've got a few minutes before I've got to be in my meeting. So, um, so, so all position that. it. that's all it is. Mm-hmm. You can position however you want, right? Third party stories, positioning. And the big thing is with sales is you've got to use your personality, right? Yeah. You've got everyone, as I said earlier, everyone loves Gary. So <laughs> let them love you, you know, uh, get that personality across. You don't have to be abrupt. You don't have to be somebody else, but you just control the conversation. You ask your questions and you're trying to help the seller out. If that's not, if you can't help them, then there's no deal. Just yeah. say, oh, it sounds like I can't help you. It sounds like this isn't going to work. You know, I understand you want retail and then refer it to a realtor or, or do something, you know, yeah. and offer and follow up. You actually had a couple good thing, good points, Gavin, where uh, that I'm starting to use in my conversations, where where I'm bringing in the realtor ahead of time. You know, it sounds like a nice property. You know, maybe you should listen to it, or maybe you said that, Joe. I'm not sure, but uh, I was taught that by you guys for sure. Well, yeah, ask yeah. them why don't you just list it with a realtor? Yeah, yeah, maybe you should list it with a realtor. You know, yeah. and, and uh, a lot of times that that works. It really works, and they they either pull back or they. Uh, you know, they're, they're, you can hear it in their voices sometimes. They're like, oh, you know, as soon as you say they're like, oh. So you can tell that they probably had a bad experience. With this, the this is really important. And Gavin, talk about this a little bit. You need to set the agenda up front when you first talk to the seller. Gavin, we just talk about that. Real yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So setting the agenda, the time frame, okay, the outcome. If you can do this, John Martinez is fantastic at this, right? Is that if you can get on the call and set the call up, it makes, if you're uncomfortable, it makes everything easier. So if the okay. lead's coming from a VA, hey, Mr. Seller, this is Gavin. You spoke to Brian yesterday. I just need a few minutes of your time, five minutes of your time. So there's the time, the agenda. I just want to ask you a few more questions about your property so it's going to help me come up with the best offer suited for you. Okay, so the agenda is I'm going to ask you some questions about your property. Then the outcome, what I'm going to do then, Mr. Seller, I'm going to go away, look at the numbers. I'm going to call you back. I'm going to make the offer over the phone. Um, if you like the offer, then we'll move forward. Okay. How does okay. that sound? And then the big one is the next one. So they've agreed to that. And at any time, if you don't want to do anything, or this sounds like it's not going to work for you, just let me know. Say, look, this isn't going to work. No problem. We can get off the phone. How does that sound? <laughs> okay. So you're giving permission to say no. What that's going to do is it's going to bring the level down of you're not there to sell them. So if it's not going to work, Gary, just let me know. It's no problem. And this is how I'm saying it. I don't change on the phone. So if I say, look, Gary, you know, I'm looking to buy a house in the neighborhood. You know, if it sounds like, you know, you don't want to sell or this isn't going to work, just let me know. It's no problem. We've only lost a conversation a few minutes for time. And they'll say, all that's going to do is just relax them. And then you go in. You've, you've staged everything. You start asking your questions. And then the outcome's there. You already know what's going to happen. All right. I've got, to, I've got to start doing that more and more because I'm definitely not setting up the call correctly. So I think I'm going to try to incorporate that. And in. the big one for you is that you like to go on appointments, right? The biggest yeah. thing when you go to an appointment, like this seller, right? So Miss Seller, I'm going to come, I'm going to go over the house, going to look, you know, see if it needs any work. And then what we're going to do is that I'm going to bring a contract with me. And if it all looks good, we're going to sit at the table, we'll work on the numbers and we'll get it signed and start moving forward. How does that sound? So, they, so then there's no awkwardness when you see a house and then it's like, oh, the, the contract's in the car. Should I sit at the table? You've already said, we're going to sit at the table and go over. And Mr. Seller, if it sounds like this isn't going to work, just let me know. When we're doing the walkthrough or at any point, we don't yeah. have to do it. 
but okay. they're expecting to sign the contract. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know, oh, that's so so important, man. Setting that agenda up front, just yeah. some pressure off, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. Ah, so we're all on the same page. You know, I'm an investor. You know, I buy houses. You know, and yeah. it's you get the seller knows like it's okay to say no. I'm not interested. It just takes the pressure off. And if they're not ready, you know, you're off the phone in three, four, five minutes. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So then on to the next one. So mm-hmm. hey, the other thing, the other thing too, that I'm going to probably try to incorporate is, uh, you know, Phil, that was at the same meeting we were just at last week. Yeah. He, he's got his VA texting him just with that list of, uh, the next tasks to do. So he stays out of his podio or REI simple, whatever he's yep. in. And, uh, he doesn't even get in there and it's so much to, so that he feels guilty if he logs in. So I think I've got to get to that point where I've got my VA just texting me or boxing me and uh, giving me my next five tasks to do. Yeah. So almost like he's, he's the guy and I'm the VA. All right, call this guy. You know, he's just baby, literally babysitting <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. I love that. Isn't that good? Yeah. yeah. When you get into a CRM, right, we all do it. You get in there, and then before you know it, you're sidetracked, and you're in all the leads, and you're all over the place, and you're looking at this. And then you stop and go, I've been here 45 minutes, and I've done nothing. I can't even remember why I came in here. That's it how I can waste a whole day and not talk to sellers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then it's that feel good that I sat there and I'd worked 10 hours today, but I still didn't call anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, step away from the computer. Yes. This is an intervention. Like <laughs> the step, because I can totally relate. Like step away from the computer. Yeah. Because um, there's a podcast we did. Um, oh, I, I'll find it here. But like um, just your VA, get your VA to manage the leads for you. Get to them to manage your CRM. They should be the ones inputting their stuff in there. I'm going to look up this podcast number and tell you all to go see it. Yeah. It was uh, episode 84, 084, episode 84. And we talked about how you could use or should use virtual assistants to do that for you. Um, Gary, we're, we're winding down here. I wanted to recommend a couple things to you real quick. Okay. A couple good books. I know we talked about this before. Pitch Anything. Have you heard of that book? You know, I don't think so. It's a really good book. Pitch Anything. And another one called Never Split the Difference. I know that one. Uh, hmm. oh, I thought I had it right here. I've ha- I have that one. I don't know if you're a reader, but those are, those are two really good books. Um, the first one, Pitch Anything, is really about positioning. And just be thinking about that when you're talking to sellers. Positioning is by in maintaining control of the conversation by asking questions and, and setting the agenda. That's so critical. Okay. I just want to emphasize again, the, the importance of you got to be yourself, right? Cause you can, you can watch the videos. You can hear us talk to sellers in the course. You can hear other people like Claude diamond. These guys are awesome. Don't try to be them, right? You got to be you just be genuine, be yourself because that's when you try to be somebody else, you, it's not going to work. Never. Right. Right. And I think that's what's happening is slowly I'm developing my own style and I'm incorporating some of the things that you're telling me to do, but kind of at my own pace. And I, I think once I get over that hump and really uh, uh, start making those five or six seller calls every day, I'm going to see a tremendous uh, amount of deals come across my, my plate for sure. 
Because you already know what you need to do. I think just a little tweak on how you, if you can set the agenda up front with these sellers and act as the disinterested buyer, not as the motivated buyer. Yes. You're, you're going to start seeing some really good things happening. Good. I'm looking forward to that because I, I really want to take this to the next level. I think that's, that's definitely how. Yeah. Nice. And to just try and enjoy it. And then anyone listening, um, you've got to try and turn it into fun. Like nothing has to be serious. You're not corporate. There's times when it's not a deal. I'll say to the seller, Mr. Seller, can I just be honest with you? And that when you say that, I'll go, yeah, sure. How would, would, if you were me, let's change roles. Would you give you like, would you pay a hundred thousand for this property? Does that <laughs> sound like a good deal to you? Because it's not. They yeah. know it isn't. And then they'll go, well, and they'll probably say, yeah, and laugh. And then say, yeah. look, you're asking more than what even it's, there's listings for or whatever the problem is. And all you're trying to do is just trying to break it down, have a bit of fun, and then get back to the conversation again. You know, try and use your personality, um, you know, to get that across. Okay, nice. Hey, Gary, while we were talking here, some people started asking questions in Facebook and YouTube. Um, this is from Brooks. Hey, I just jumped on board with the Z code, but I'm in Texas. Would you recommend that I navigate? How do you recommend I navigate my waters since sandwich lease options aren't as easy or very legal? Um, first of all, Brooks, thanks for the question. In my simple lease options course, I teach you how to do lease options in Texas. And I also teach you, because you can do lease option assignments in Texas, you can't do sandwiches. But if you want to do land contracts or contract for deeds or whatever, I teach you how to do that in the course as well. Cool? Yeah. Okay, real quick. Uh, and Max, you asked this question in YouTube. Uh, when you send the offer to the seller, do you guys call them back or when, or you just wait for them to call you? We kind of have already talked about that on this uh, video, but we're going to recommend just one more time, like don't make the offer maybe until you get a deadline or commitment from them that they're going to actually review it and give you a yes or a no by a certain time, right? Set the agenda up front. That'll help you tremendously. Good question. Um, one more question from Jose. Guys, you probably answered this question before. Do you talk to real estate agents about asking their sellers whether they would consider renting and then selling a property? Uh, sometimes. So when I'm talking to a realtor who's got a property, maybe do a lease option. I First of all, I put my realtor hat on and I talk to them um, as, as I'm a realtor looking for an investment property that I can lease and then buy. And so I will just make it, if I'm talking to the realtor, I'm not going to try to go around the realtor. I'm going to try to work through them and uh, pretend to be their their friend and, and offered to make sure, remind them that I'm going to still make sure you get all your commissions on this deal. One, uh, one thing, if I could interject something, yeah. um, I'm starting to do that, but I'm using my strategy to work on the MLS. Ah. So I'm going to the realtors. I'm also a realtor. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to the other realtors. And I'm going to start uh, emailing saying, Hey, are you negotiable on price or is your client negotiable on price? And if they are, I don't mind sending in a cash offer. Yeah. Now I can bring in my private lender, cash them out, and then do my strategy where I put a lease option tenant in there and then refi out the property. I love it. Yeah, that's smart. Cool. We got to wrap it up here. Um, want to tell you guys that uh, you've been hearing us talk a little bit about this mastermind, and th these are so much fun. We take our private coaching clients, we sit down with them in a room, and for a day we just mastermind. It's like, hey. What's working in your business? What can you share that can help other people? And what are some challenges that you need? And uh, we go through and keep these small 10, 12 people and uh, just really kind of 
you'll, you'll learn more probably by the feedback that other people are getting than sometimes even your own feedback gets walk away with some really good ideas. And uh, we want to invite you to the next one. Hopefully you guys can come out and hang out with Gary. He'll be there as well. Maybe um, I'd love to. we do them three or four times a year. We also do an, a two day implementation workshop with new clients. When they come on, we do a two day implementation workshop where we uh, help set up their systems and schedule and start out, do all their marketing and then teach we dive deep into talking to sellers. We do role plays. We look at example deals and make offers. And it's a really, uh, it, it's, a, it's an opportunity. Every single time we do it, Gavin, we as students walk away with leads or with appointments or with potential deals. And it's just, it's so yeah. much fun. If you guys are interested in doing that with us, I mean, Gary, real quick, uh, hmm? is it, was, was, did you have a good time? Was it a good time to our implementation workshop <laughs> and our mastermind? That was great. You know, I, I, I did both of them. And uh, uh, first off, the mastermind was unbelievable because it, it dove deep into a lot of things and it, it got a lot of stuff on the table that you probably wouldn't talk about in a normal situation. And uh, so, and it was, I don't know how to say it. You, you, were, you were at ease there. So if you had a problem, you just threw it out there and nobody looked at you differently or judged yeah. you weird or whatever. Uh, so, and it's amazing how many people have problems that they don't like to talk about. And, uh, it, it was a nice, uh, safe environment to really get problems out there. It helps you realize you're not alone. It, yeah, absolutely. Other, other people struggle with this stuff too. So. Yep. Yeah. If you guys are interested in working with me and Gavin and Gary, uh, just go to, uh, I'll give you a, a, a link. You can watch a little video that 30, 45 minute video Gavin and I did called, um, it's a virtual case study. So go to virtualcasestudy.com. Thank you again, Gary. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I appreciate the uh, time. Thank you, Gavin. It's always a pleasure. As always. All right. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again.